0: Growing fruits and vegetables more sustainably is essential to feeding a growing global population. But what's equally important is how to distribute that produce to the consumer so it stays fresh and secure with less packaging and waste. I'm Robert Colangelo, and this is Greensense, where we introduce you to eco innovators like Kyle Burnett, who helps growers create superior packaging, labels, and merchandising solutions, and is also the host of the podcast Crop Talk. Kyle, welcome to Greensense.
1: Robert, thanks so much for having me.
0: Well, our industry has come a long way uh, when you look at how uh, produce is being grown. Uh, Crops are grown more sustainably, they're free of pesticides, they recirculate their nutrient water, and they're pretty good at reducing waste. But when it comes to sustainable packaging, change has been very slow. Tell us why.
1: Yeah, you know, we've been so accustomed to the plastic clamshell for so long, and a lot of it comes down to uh, the ability to innovate something that's worked for so long, but a lot of the sustainable movement that we see in society right now, it's really starting to push the envelope, and we're, we're looking for new ways, really because, in my opinion, the people that are now gaining more and more buying power, the millennial, they're really dictating the show, and, and they want to see that clamshell disappear.
0: And who, who is resisting this change? Is it the manufacturer because they have to cut new dyes and put a big investment into their process? Is it the buyers or the farmers of the clamshell? Who, who, who's, who's the biggest obstacle?
1: I think it's a mixed bag. So first of all, it needs to be cost effective. So sometimes when you look at alternative packaging solutions, maybe a plastic made of plant product or uh, something like soy or, or corn, you can find that that's not as cost effective. It's more expensive. Uh, When I was at Bright Farms for some amount of time, I remember sitting at the table and hearing bids on how much each different type of clamshell was. And the more sustainable the clamshell became, the higher that price value went up. And when it's five or 10 cents each additional clamshell, that's a lot of money for these growers.
0: And people don't realize that sometimes the cost of packaging could be anywhere from 10 to 20 to 30% of your uh, production cost. Is that correct in your, your opinion?
1: Absolutely. And, and it might be anecdotal, but I've spoken to growers that say, Kyle, it cost me five cents to produce this head of lettuce and it cost me 25 cents for the packaging. So you're absolutely right. So that's something we'll have to take a look at.
0: And a lot of people that aren't in the business may not understand all that goes into packaging. So let's do a quick uh, thumbnail here. Uh, So typically if a crop is harvested, say tomatoes, you know, they're put into a package and that package has a label in it. And then that those packages go into a box, uh, sometimes 10, 12, whatever the number is. And then it's placed on a pallet, the pallet shrink wrapped, and then more labels are added to it. And then sometimes that pallets cross docked, meaning that it'll go to one dock, they'll break it down, they'll repack it with other materials, and then they'll ship it out again. And that creates a lot of waste and cost. Um, Let's start out at the beginning. Uh, Why is some produce individually packed and other is loose?
1: Yeah, a lot of it comes down to how it's distributed uh, and also what the product is. So something like uh, leafy greens, you might fit eight into a box and then 50 boxes per pallet. And something like tomatoes, you might have flats where there's all different sizes. So it really comes down to it being different products, different, uh, different types of produce. And then the way it's distributed, whether that's going directly to the consumer, to the store, to a distribution center, it all makes a difference in the supply chain.
0: Well, we learned something in COVID uh, that there's really two paths that produce can take. It could go to institutional kitchens through produce companies, or it can go to grocery stores. And oftentimes it's different produce and it's packed differently. Speak to that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So when you're working with, let's say, food distribution, um, restaurant, something like that, it, it, it's always been more, let's say you can throw leafy greens right into a bag, weigh it out, give it to the the end user that's not necessarily needing it to have all the additional packaging. But when you're going, let's say, to the grocery store or the supermarket, you're going to need a lot more levels. And the reason is everything from food safety to expressing your brand accordingly. So it really is two separate worlds when it comes to packaging. So those, those
0: clamshells do serve a purpose. They help maintain the integrity of that produce so it doesn't get crushed. Some people don't like people touching their produce, so there is some food safety there. Is there other benefits that a package provides?
1: Yeah, I think that the just being able to express what the product is from, let's say, looking at it from a supermarket uh, perspective, You know, your packaging obviously is going to protect the product and it's going to keep it in a solid condition through shipping where it's not going to be crushed and a big old ball of mush when it gets to the end user. The other real side that that I want to express is packaging is about expressing your brand. So when it shows up in the store, you want to be able to stand out in the shelf. You want to be able to showcase who you are, maybe have your ad values for our marketplace saying pesticide-free, local, GMO-free, all of these things. The packaging really serves as a vessel to express what the brand is trying to do and who the farmers are.
0: And that's interesting because a lot of people don't think of produce being branded. We think of broccoli or spinach, but we don't think of a Popeye brand spinach. So mm-hmm. uh, uh, that's a big part of marketing and I guess a big part of the value added for the grower.
1: Absolutely. And and the we're seeing more and more importance being pushed on produce branding. More people are paying attention to the brand and and gaining the same type of brand Uh, appreciation and loyalty that you might see in someone that chooses a Nike shoe over Adidas.
0: And I think part of that is because we're growing more sustainably, you know, in the past, a lot of this came from field farms, but now with greenhouses and vertical farms that are growing pesticide free recycling their water, they're doing a lot of good things and they need to tell people about that. Um, Let's move on to uh, the other issues. We talked about the box, the pallet, the shrink lap, the labels, How much of that goes to waste?
1: Well, are you saying the actual product, how much of the product goes to waste? No, I'm talking
0: about all those other components that have to, when you ship Mm -hmm. a pallet, you know, the clamshell goes into a box, the box goes onto a pallet, the pallet gets shrink wrapped. Is that wasted or are there sustainable ideas there?
1: Well, when you think about corrugate, for instance, the idea being that that can all be recycled. So portions can be recycled, but when we talk about the overall what's what's being utilized uh, it's a it's a large portion is going to end up not being brought into the grocery store directly on the shelves as you said it's it's the wrapping of the pallet the boxes it goes into the goal and what i hope we can do more and more of is finding sustainable ways to bring items into store and really recycle them in a sustainable manner because you're always going to or at least to some degree need to have this quote unquote waste in order to get the product into the supermarket.
0: What about novel ideas, wax, uh, biodegradable coatings? Is there anything out there that's really out of the box that can, can be used that really reduces that paper and still allows you to have that protection and maybe even a place to put a label and a brand?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I've I've seen a lot of work being done when it comes to things that can dissolve in water potentially, uh, and also things that will uh, will break down in the ground much quicker. Let's say, 120 to 180 days versus years and years and years in the ground. So the the uh, Achilles heel, let's say, on those developing developments is really finding a way that we can do those things with still maintaining integrity through the full supply chain and not having a lesser product at the end of the day.
0: What are some of the design challenges and are there companies that specialize in creating uh, sustainable packaging?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, West Rock, for instance, is very dedicated to sustainable packaging solutions. Uh, there's There's a whole collection of companies out there that are really focused on finding these solutions, developing them, and making it so it's it's just multi-leveled solution-driven so that we can really start to shift the whole marketplace, not only supermarkets or produce, but just collectively eliminating as much plastic that just sits in the ground for for decades and finding alternative solutions.
0: What about Europe compared to America? You know, being in the business, every time I go to Europe, I'm amazed at how clever they are in their packaging. And uh, how they promote and and display their their produce in their stores. Is there something yeah. we can learn from them?
1: I, I think so. I know uh you know we have over here like misfit markets type of ideas that are now coming into play, having more quote unquote defective produce. And I know Europe has been doing those type of uh you know, models for quite some time. So I think there's a lot to be learned, and and we just have to, especially in the the post COVID era, we have to make sure that as we're making these changes, we're still maintaining safety, food safety, uh, and and overall food security through these these solutions. So I do think Europe has done a lot of work, absolutely, but. I, I believe that the states will will come full swing in in the soon future.
0: What creates the environment in Europe to be so creative when it comes to packaging? Is it policy? Is it uh, high cost? Is it uh, just creativity?
1: I that's a great question. I really think it's a, a mix of all three of those things. But yet again, I I don't think that the states lack those things. And I think our policy is shifting more and more to alignment with those methods. So I see it coming full swing over here soon.
0: Well, we've covered recycling a lot on the show, and it's got its challenges. Uh, Americans just don't like to recycle, and I'm not sure that we have good, consistent recycling systems. So Mm -hmm. if consumers don't bother to recycle, or a city doesn't have a recycling program, Then it's not really being used. Uh, So how do you promote uh, recycling so at least we can uh, start to reuse what what we already have?
1: Absolutely. And something I always mention, and this comes up a lot, is just how big we are as a country. Uh, When you look at driving, for instance, I might say I'm driving six, eight hours and I'm still in the same state. And over in Europe, they drive and they're across the whole country, uh, you know, to a, the whole new country. They've, they've passed through three or four countries. So I think it's about building up our infrastructure accordingly to facilitate. Um, and that's going to take time. We're just, we're massive. So it really is about focusing on local and uh, local areas and how we can develop it on a micro level and develop it into the macro, just because as a country we are we're big.
0: Well, this isn't as a big of a deal for produce, but a lot of times when we look at packing material, there's a lot of it. Often there's a box. It may be too big. There's partitions in the box. there may be paper to keep things from moving around uh, and other packing materials. Uh, and it doesn't seem like these are really used very much, and they take up a lot of space. any Any ideas on how to reduce that and make the packaging more efficient?
1: Yeah, and I, I just want to have a quick point that I think is really important to understand is sometimes packaging might seem like it's there, uh, and it's it's a waste. But a lot of times, let's say you have uh, mini cucumbers and they're wrapped in cellophane on a, uh, you know, like a, a little raft. People say, "Oh, that's so wasteful. Why can't they just be loose?" But a lot of these items that increases their shelf life by by a lot of time. And so, when you look at the grand scheme, what what are we collectively trying to do is limit the amount of waste out there. Limit the amount of waste. That's what sustainability really is. It's, it's we want to limit the waste. We want to use everything very intelligently. So sometimes the quote-unquote added that people might be flustered with behind the scenes, it's saving tons and tons of produce from going bad because it has a longer shelf life and it's able to be bought and consumed. You have a bigger window of time to make sure that happens. Nonetheless, with your original point, I do think removing these items really are going to come from innovation within packaging is we need to find clever ways to use. Um, and people might not think of technology and packaging, but that's really what it is. It's maybe developing a new film or a new cover or a new way of distributing uh, distribution or a new way of buying where you're bringing more items from home and, and packaging it yourself. But At at again, my full round is we just need to make sure we keep the products safe and and still in a good state. So when you get them, they're safe, they're fresh, and they're still delicious.
0: Well, you make a good point there on extending shelf life. Um, I think it's a very exciting time to be in agriculture. It's also a very exciting time to be in packaging. Uh, It feels like there's just a proliferation of creativity and technology, and there's a lot of change on the horizon. So I wanted to end with this uh, question. Uh, COVID impacts us all. How is it impacting the packaging
1: business? Yeah, I think like everyone, there's there's uh, packaging is what we've seen is there's a lot of awareness of the food safety element is making sure that things are kept in a very safe manner. And of course, like every industry ever, there's COVID has caused uh Supply chain issues. And I would say it's really expanded e commerce as well. There's a lot more interest in people getting items delivered directly to their home, maybe more abstract items that you wouldn't even think about. Uh, before now being delivered, live goods, things like that. So I think there's a lot of development being made. And I've seen a lot of development in e-commerce and just overall finding unique ways to get the product into the consumer's hands, maybe not through the usual channels. So I'm I'm very excited to see all the developments from packaging going to people in very unique manners.
0: Kyle, it was a pleasure talking to you. Thanks for joining us on Green Sense.
1: Robert, always a pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: That's Kyle Barnett, host of Crop Talk. I'm Robert Colangelo, and this is Greensense. Subscribe to our podcast at GreensenseFarms.com, and check out the Greensense Minute every Thursday and Saturday on News Radio 105.9 WBBM Chicago.